Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Thompson, and I just wanted to get on here today to talk about what it's like for parents who feel like enough is enough. I wanted to first discuss what it's what what I hear from parents when when I say like what is enough is enough and what I hear is this this sense of feeling like you dread waking up in the morning um it's exhausting to parent a highly sensitive child at times especially Uh, when you're dealing with meltdowns every day, multiple meltdowns every day, or even if it's not meltdowns, it's just this constant on edge, snappiness, um, snapdragon-ness. And when when that's happening, if your highly sensitive child is irritable most of the day or really struggles with managing their emotions most of the day, then that's an indicator that something's not working. And, And so, you know, I've talked about this countless times before professionals will say um, your kid needs more discipline professionals will say things like um, your kid just needs you know you needs you to show them that that you're the boss your kid just needs more sticker charts your kid just needs more um, I mean God knows what they're saying so at this point I mean it makes sense that you're exhausted it makes sense that you're wiped out at the end of the day literally flopping on the bed it makes sense that you're just drained because if every moment you're feeling like you you need to act like a marionette to your child's needs it's so hard to be yourself. I mean, we're all human, right? And so we can't be on all of the time. And if your highly sensitive child is struggling so much that that's the dynamic that's going on in your household, then it makes sense that you're feeling like enough is enough. When do I figure out or what do I do when this is the daily emotion that I experience, because we talk a lot about your kids' feelings and we talk a lot about what to do when your kid's feeling so such and such a way and what to do. And I really wanted to talk about what I hear from parents on a regular basis when they, when we get on the phone or they're in my office. Um, and, and so what I wanted to talk a lot about today is, is what it's, what it's doing to you, this draining experience, because we talk a lot about what this life is like for your highly sensitive child. It's overwhelming. It's overstimulating. It's a huge struggle. It's um, confusing. And it's the same thing for highly sensitive, uh, for parents of highly sensitive kids who don't have a direction, who don't have a strategy, who don't have a game plan. And when that's the case, 
makes sense that you're not wanting to get out of bed in the morning. It makes sense that you worry about what it is that your kid is going to do today. It makes sense that you're worried that your kid might, for lack of a better word, ruin the day in your perspective. And if that's a regular occurrence for you, um, then there need, you know, something needs to change. You need to do something different because when you're starting to feel like enough is enough for your kid, that is a big sign that something needs to change. And so I wanted to talk about that today because this, there's this sense of, of feeling like my kid will grow out of it or this too shall pass. You know, there's lots of encouraging statements about that, but I mean, that type of encouragement is, is only worth what, um, what you, what it helps you with. And so if, if that is the, the statement that gets you up in the morning and eliminates the dread and resentment and, and worry, then great. Keep saying it to yourself. But if it's not working, if it's just you holding on in survival mode for weeks, months, years, I mean, we're in December, guys. Has your lives, have your lives changed in the way that your child is managing their meltdowns? I want you to really think about that. Because if that's not working, then something needs to change. And so I want to talk about what I notice with, with, um, when people who are really able to move around that experience. And so, you know, I'm not talking about the fleeting, like, oh, this is annoying. Like, I'm just irritable today. I'm talking about pervasive feelings, like feelings like this is happening on a regular basis. Even once a week, waking up dreading your kid is a regular basis. That's four times a month. I mean, think about that happening multiple times in the day. That's more than 60 times a month that you're experiencing this emotion. And so I really want you to think about that. Like, take a beat and think about what that's doing for your life. And and so... As we move into December, we're talking a lot about the the struggles that your kid has had this year and the struggles that you've had this year. And what I notice for some parents is that they say, um, you know, we'll wait it out. And there's only so much waiting that you can do before it starts to weigh heavy on you and it starts to affect your sleep and it starts to affect your family dynamic and your kids who are not highly sensitive if you have multiple children. And the the relationship with your spouse. And so what I, what I've noticed for parents who are able to move around this and, and find a different way to experience life is that they realize that, um, the feeling like you've done enough or like you've hit your limit, um, this experience that my kid, um, just needs to deal. You know, I've, I've given as much as I can. I've done the best I can that, that's giving up. Um, and if you're at this point, then there needs to be something to, um, to be done. You need to reach out for support and, and find a solution, take action. Because if you give up, if that, that's the, the, the hopelessness that you're experiencing just continues, it will lead to lack of, Oh, I mean, I just was about to say lack of hope. It's it's a sense of, of feeling like nothing will ever work. And if that's the case, it be, can become ingrained for not not just for you, 
but for your highly sensitive child. And so I wanted to talk a lot about that today because you might feel like you can endure anything. You might feel like you can deal with the way this is working because something else needs to be prioritized or or there's some other concern that you have in your family or your or your life or um you know work or what have you that needs to come first and i want you to to notice that for the parents whom i work with who really see um that that now is the time they recognize that waiting any longer there will be no other there's no other moment than now to make that change because there's always going to be a reason to think that things are going to change there's always going to be a reason to think that things will get better um, because that negative emotion of feeling stuck and helpless is paralyzing and so we can get we can we can let hope without action lead to uh, paralysis in another way. And so I wanted to spend some time talking about that and, and really dialing in how this affects your child. Um, highly sensitive kids, because we've talked about this before, feel big feelings, right? And they have big imaginations. And so if they imagine that people are there to help solve their problems, and so they keep asking for help in any way that they can, and we know that if your child is having daily meltdowns, they're asking for help, but they don't know how to do it effectively, then they're going to start losing help, hope themselves. And what that means for your highly sensitive child is that they start to lose faith that you are able to meet their needs. And so if you end up get feeling like enough is enough, um, I've given my kid all of that that he can have, or I've given my kid whatever, you know, I've done the best I can that is damning for your child. Um, your child feels like they don't, um, they don't have a direction and that they don't have a champion. And you, as your, as your child's parent have to be your child's champion, no matter what. Um, because without that, they will hear from the rest of the world that they are too much and they will hear from the rest of the world that um, that this is it. Like this is how they have to live. So we'll talk about what happens when that happens. Um, and I see this in my private practice a lot when parents come to me and their kids are teenagers and their kids are refusing to go to school. Their kids are struggling with managing meltdowns. Their kids are hurting themselves or um, threatening to hurt themselves or punching holes in the walls. And um, what we find is that this didn't start at age 13, 14. It started when they were younger, but parents were like, they'll grow out of it. Or parents felt like they were just doing the best they can and, and this is chugging along and, and we'll move through it, I'm sure. But without clear strategies, what we've noticed is that parents at that stage, when when teens come in to, to therapy, they start to lose hope. The, the statements that come out of their, their mouths are things like, I've done the best I can. It's his turn now. It's her turn now. Like she, you know, it's this deep sense of dejection and disconnection from their teen. And, and, and this takes a long time to heal because that means the relationship is broken. And so when we talk about what needs to happen in order to help your child, the key component is, is sending the message that your kid is not broken 
And when it gets to the point where the relationship is broken, of course your kid feels like they're broken. Of course. Because when the people around them and the people who are raising them don't feel connected and don't feel like they can help them solve their problems and help them learn how to solve them prob- their problems themselves, that sends a message to your highly sensitive child that nobody's here to help me, that life would be better without me, and that... Um, that people, you know, that I need a new family. I mean, that's the words that are coming out of your kids' mouths. And if that's what's happening, this is a huge problem and you need to be doing something differently. And so what you need to start asking yourself is what is it that I can do differently to change how I feel about my kid? Because the day that you stop thinking that you've, there's nothing left for you to do is the day that hope dies for your child. So your kid needs you to feel that hope unwill, unwittingly, like, like with your whole heart that things will change because without that, there will be no progress. Um, your child will maybe develop in spite of you. Um, and so, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm blunt. I'm going to tell it like it is. And, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it because what we're talking about is your child's life, um, and, and your life at this point, if you're feeling on a regular basis, like enough is enough and dreading your kid and worried about what's going to happen on a daily basis, then you need to do something different. And, If that's something that you've noticed has been creeping up on you in the last week, two weeks, month, several months, then reach out for support because without support and accountability, it's really hard to break that pattern. It's really hard to stand up for your kid when other people are saying, you know, you need to give them a spanking. You need to um, send them into timeout. You need to put up you know, sticker charts, you need to make them write lines or do homework or, um, I mean, I'm not saying your kid shouldn't do homework, but like needs more if they're not getting it. And the, the problem with that thinking is that when you bear down on your highly sensitive child who is struggling, they feel more trapped than they already are. And when that's the case, you and your child are not able to get out of that differential. I'm on top, you're on bottom, and there's no mutual understanding and mutual growth when that happens. I mean, think about how you respond at your in your workplace or in prior positions if you're a stay-at-home parent. When somebody says, like, what I say goes, or, you know, I have the only way, you feel paralyzed, you feel trapped. And think about a leader. And if you're following a leader who feels like that's it, like we're done, like (laughs) there's, you know, this is the path, this is where we're going and there's no progress. I mean, how motivating is that to change? And so when you leave your child up to their own devices, whether it be like sending them to individual therapy or saying, you know, you have all of the tools you just need to put them through or, um, choosing to stay in the same parenting pattern that you're in now, 
you breed helplessness for your child. So I've said it before, if there's something where this is a challenge for your family, you can reach out to discuss what it is that you need to do differently and how to change that. And the best way that I know how to do that is to discuss it on the phone. We're going to get really clear on what it is that you're challenged with, where you're struggling, what's not working, and then we're going to get really clear on where you want to be. And if I can help you in the process, then great. But if there's other solutions, then that's even better. So let's talk about what it is that needs to needs to work and what, what needs to work for your family so that you're able to find a solution that helps break that cycle of feeling dejected and hurt and struggling. Okay, thank you, and I will speak to you later. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.